Oh, David, look at the time. I believe it's the I'm David, and this is your weekly dose of Chainsaw Man. I pause because, yes, I have forgotten to update my script. You can join us every Friday where we see what Masterpiece Fujimoto put out. I'm Jordan, and if you're looking for regular Shonen Flop goodness, you can find our next episode for our first thoughts on Akaboshi on Monday. And just a reminder, these recordings are open to everyone, so listen in and chat along with us on the Shonen Flop Discord every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find a link to it in our show notes or on our site. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's joining us right now. They are cheering, but their, their microphones are muted, unfortunately. Aw, that's what you get for not being part of the podcast. Sorry, we are the chosen few. What can I say? I really do wish we had the time to have guests on because we've actually had two people asked to be guests. So it's one of those things where if we can ever get enough on Patreon to double our editor time for the main shows, then definitely. But just unfortunately, right now, we just simply don't have the time to do the additional amount of editing coordination that would having a guest would be on. So if you've asked and we've turned you down, just please know it's nothing personal. Yeah, adding a third track on to a podcast just increases the time and effort. Like, yeah, it's exponential. And then, the Jordan, thinking about things that are a pain, what was your devil this week? My devil this week is the coding library devil. So I'm building an app. It's at a workable state. It is a guitar music theory, like, reference app where you can figure, you can find, like, uh, where all the scales are on the guitar. I was using this library to uh, find all the information called Tonal.js. And in order to find all the chords, in order to find what notes are in all the chords, you just do chord.detect. Scales, I thought, ah, they'd be the same. No, they're not. Because, like, I don't know. It's like it wasn't working, so we took it out, and then I looked looked it up and he was just like, oh, it's easy, man. You just use this other thing, put in like all these other form of notation in order to get a different representation to do that. And it's like, dude, why is it so much harder to do this? Like, oh, oh yeah, I could just figure it out if I do a bunch of extra shit. Why don't you just fucking fix it? Anyway, David, what's your devil? (laughs) That actually reminds me of a coworker who had like a data system that was down because he was having a problem with like a library. And I was like, did you ask the support channel for that library? And he was like, no. And I was like, uh, why don't you? And then they fixed his issue. It had been down for like a week and a half. <laughs> and they fixed it in 25 minutes when he oh, actually asked yeah. for support from the literally the people who are experts on that topic. I was like, bro, tendo. Like, come on. <laughs> bro, t- bro, bro, tenders, bro, chicken tenders. I was literally in a meeting giving an update. I was like, yeah, we're trying to fix it. Hopefully we'll have some good news this week. I'm not sure. Fingers crossed. And then literally two minutes after I gave my update, he messages me and he's like, oh, they fixed it. So it's all good. And so I had to like interrupt the person who was like working on like project plan for like what we'll do if it doesn't get fixed. And I was like, um, he just said as you fixed it. Sorry to interrupt. I just didn't want to (laughs) have you make a project plan for something we no longer have to do. Oh, chicken Nintendo. What's your devil, David? I'm a little perplexed because mine is the confusion devil. A lot of confusion oh. going on this week. Work, I've had a project where no one seems to know what's going on. I'm having a meeting. So, yeah, I really don't know what the hell this project's about because yeah. people won't write tickets and it's really annoying. By the way, I am very sorry to all the people who just don't give a fuck about coding and have never worked in this kind of thing. This That's this okay. must have been miserable to get through. I'm sorry. Anyway. But they love us anyway. Yes, they do. They better. <laughs> and you know what else I love, Jordan? What? Hearing your plot summary, so lay it on us. This is the plot summary for Chapter 110, A Ring in the Night.
Thank you so much, Trey. Oh my God. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they do such good work. Listen to that voice. Now for the plot summary. Yoru confronts Chainsaw Man, pulling out one of Yuko's legs and transforming it into a sword. Being Denji though, he is of course immediately distracted by the fact that there is a pretty girl in her underwear talking to him and he just can't resist just checking her out. Denji then turns to the girl he saved and tries to quote unquote naturally reveal his identity to her until the octopus devil comes out of nowhere and drags him the fuck out of there before he can. Yoru thinks that Denji left because he doesn't view her as worth his time, but Yoru, that's not why. Don't take it personally. Popcorn David. Asa has a recurring dream where she's walking through an alleyway of dead chickens into a dark void. Oh, Freud. Oh, classic Freud dream. Waking up before she gets to the end. It's 5.07 a.m. And Asa is getting a glass of water when her doorbell rings and it's Yuko. She apologizes for coming over this late, but begs Asa not to open the door because she's still a devil and doesn't want to eat her. Asa, of course, ignores that and opens the door to see Yuko, who is now a bunch of tentacles stuffed into a hoodie. Yep. Kind of a throwback to Magu-chan. Is it? Yeah, so Magu, he's like a tentacle monster but sometimes he pretends to be a human by literally just wrapping all his tentacles into like a bunch of clothing like there's a really cute scene or like when he like goes to high school and stuff and he wants to like go to class he just pretends to be a student by literally being a tentacle monster wearing clothes I guarantee you, Fujimoto was sitting there with like three volumes of Magu-chan, just like, how should I make Yuko look? And then he, he's opening Magu-chan, he's like, oh, that's it. That's genius. A true work of visionary art has spoken to me. Anyway. Hey, Magu-chan slaps. I'm not disagreeing with that. Anyway, David, why was this week's chapter a 10 out of 10? The thing that really stops me is, oh my god, that ISO replication technique was, wow, that was crazy. I feel that's one of those things we're going to see other people doing. And so for reference reader- ISO replication? Is that like um, a, a Naruto move? Naruto move? Don't get mad at me. We never mispronounce words on Shonen Flop, it's okay. Ever. But yeah, so essentially for reader or listeners, essentially the thing is when also wakes up, everything is kind of grainy and fuzzy. And so what that is replicating is ISO, which is essentially a sensitivity of light that a camera has. And so if you notice photos taken when it's darker, get grainier. And so he's used that exact same effect to make it look like there is a camera filming a very dark scene, but adjusting for the darkness by increasing the graininess. I also really like how Fujimoto, uh, he is he is a master of time. He doesn't just go right to Yuko banging on the door. He's got like a couple chapter, or not a couple chapters, he got like a couple pages of Aza just getting a glass of water and it's slow and it basically exists just to make the reader take their time and chill them out and just kind of think about something else. And then Tentacle Monster at your door. <sighs> Jordan. Those are your dreams, they aren't they? They are my dreams. <laughs> I-, I love how her dream is just stepping on all these chickens. So many Bucky corpses, just like all over. Right? It's fucking great. Oh, also, oh my God, the way that Denji just starts looking over Aza's or slash Yoru's body, just it's really cool and really, really funny. Fujimoto definitely doesn't recycle panels to be lazy as we've seen he's redrawn near identical panels. I think it was legitimately funnier that it was the exact same panel three times. Yeah, I mean, it it gets to the point where it's like, am I going to spend an extra hour plus just like fastidiously redrawing these panels that are supposed to look identical? No, absolutely not. Just copy and paste them. I also really love how it's set out. It's like on one half of the page, you got Denji. The other half of the page, you got Aza. And the one half of the 
the page he got him again. And it, it's really cool it, it, because it's the kind of thing that you cannot do in any other medium. It is solely a thing you can do with comics. Yeah, I think that's one of Fujima's greatest strengths is he is so experimental of everything. Like I was talking to someone about it and I was like, the ISO thing is cool, but I still think the coolest novelty like effect he did was still the speech bubbles in chapter 106 yeah. when it was an external shot and her speech bubbles were obstructed by the window. Yeah, that was crazy. Also, David, you remember how I said that Yuko might not be dead? Just saying. Yeah. Seems I was right. Yeah, you were completely right. Yeah. Just, just pointing oh, that out. Oh, goodness. <laughs> By the way, I also felt like there was some look back energy yeah. with the use of the cell phone calls where, where it, I don't know what it just it's hard to explain, but it just really felt like that was something a technique he worked he experimented with and look back. There's look back energy also in just um, the fact that she's talking to someone from like the other side of a door. A lot of that shows up in Chainsaw Man and look back, of course, that's like one of the main, I guess, set pieces of look back. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, I still think look back is the best thing Fujimoto has ever created. Look back is just fantastic. I also like, um, I thought it was really interesting how uh, when Aza woke up, she looked over and saw Yoru, even though it's like, it's clear Yoru's not actually there. She just looks over and sees Yoru sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. That's just hilarious that Yoru sleeps. I know. It's it's really funny how Yoru is just acts just as much of a t like a teenager as Aza does. It's so great. Remember when she had that tantrum? Yeah, remember at the beginning of this chapter where Chainsaw Man leaves and she's just like, does that mean he doesn't like me? Does that mean he doesn't think I'm strong? <laughs> I do think that Yoru is definitely the youngest of the four horsemen. Yeah, I mean, in whatever sense it means for a devil to be a certain age. Yeah, definitely the most emotionally immature based on Makima. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair, Makima was physically in a body that was older. So you'd imagine there might be some kind of additional maturity. I think maybe it's a situation because I feel like Yoru has been gradually getting more and more teenage like as it goes on. And maybe that is Aza's influence. And maybe we'll start to see some kind of influence of Yoru onto Aza if, there, if it isn't already there. Yeah, I completely agree. What do you think's going to happen the next chapter? I think that she is going to have a conversation and then... <sighs> Dude, it's Fujimoto. I can't fucking predict it. We have never been right predicting what happens. Yeah, but it's kind of fun too, even if we know it's wrong. Like, I think Yoru is going to try and fight her as a human because remember, she now knows how she can turn things into weapons even without the War Devil's effect. So I think she's going to try and fight her. And the fact that the War Devil is asleep is going to play a big part of it. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to have a conversation and it's basically going to end with Yuko kind of giving herself to Aza as a weapon. Yeah. But also, maybe we will see some of the War Devil's influence. Maybe Aza will just do something underhanded to take because you're supposed to feel guilty about the weapon. Yeah, that's fair to me. I don't know. I'm excited for next week. I feel like the best moments of this manga have just been Aza and Yuko talking. I completely agree. Like we said, literally, it was like a fight scene felt like filler because it's so less important than other things that are going on in Chainsaw yeah. Man. I mean, honestly, some of the weakest parts of Chainsaw Man have been where it's just pure fighting. Like, also this week, I, I also noticed that Chainsaw Man's being drawn a little bit different, you know? The top part of him smaller. He's got like way longer jaws and stuff. It, it creates like a really interesting silhouette. They're growing up. They're growing up. It's slight, but like, I think it's there. Maybe he's just getting better at being more solid. 
I mean, I think Fujimoto's definitely improved yeah. his art. Also, David, I was thinking, because you were pointing out, like, oh, Fujimoto has issues drawing characters straight on. And I realized that's actually an extremely difficult pose to pull off, more than you'd think. Because, like, when characters' limbs are twisting around and they're doing stuff, it's really hard to be like, oh, well, that's not how long uh, an arm should be. Because they're in, like, they're, like, contorted, and it's, like, it's a lot harder to immediately notice. But when they're standing there, it's like, oh, well, I can clearly see that's a little off. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Man, what a great chapter. Yeah, yeah, this is a great one. Fujimoto, the Wayne Gretzky of manga. You know, I, if, I, if I may say. I still think people talk way about Wayne Gretzky like he's dead. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that Wayne Gretzky's alive and like... Best there ever was. He's still fucking He's alive. not even like that old. He's like 45. I think he's like 50s at this point, but still, the way they talk about him, you'd think it would be like older than that. Oh, he's 61, so he's actually kind of old yeah, now. Yeah, but still alive, so yeah. I wonder how good Wayne Gretzky would be in the NFL, or in the Chainsaw NHL. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Wayne Gretzky devil, the hockey devil, it's just Wayne Gretzky. The greatest devil. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it before, Wayne Gretzky is genuinely so good at hockey that if we lived in, like, the MCU or something, people would assume he had superpowers. Yeah, I bet the Olympics are fucked up in the MCU where it's like there's constantly accusations where it's like, hey, that guy's got an X gene. That guy's like a mutant. That's not fair. <laughs> Do you know when Gretzky was a professional hockey player for 20 years? Wow. Holy shit. I wonder how good he, how he was at the very end. I wonder if he was good at hockey. All right. But um, I think that's all the time we have for today, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Let's go to the sign off. Jordan, you're great at being a co-host, and thank you so much for all the work you do on the show. thank you. You're also really good at being a co-host, and you edit very well. Thanks, babe. Oh, man, your ass is just so fat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. And as a reminder, you can join us every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And stay tuned on Monday as we give our first thoughts on Akaboshi. All right. Oh my God, David. I'm really sorry to tell you this, man, but I'm looking at the clock and the chainsaw minute has passed. Aw. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Look at the time. I believe it's the chainsaw minute. (laughs) (laughs) 